Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Hearers of the Word, offered by Kieran O'Mahony. This is a reflection on Matthew fifteen twenty-one to 28 Jesus' encounter with the Canaanite woman. One of the strong values of the times in which we live is the value of inclusivity. Of course, there are divisions, and of course, we suffer from different kinds of racism, Nevertheless, the desire not to exclude people on the basis of ethnicity or religion or orientation is a strong one in our culture. It may come as a surprise, therefore, to learn that the foundation of such universality is found first in the Christian tradition, and that at the same time early Christianity struggled to be inclusive. Some years ago, I came across a French writer called Alain Badiou. He is a philosopher on the radical left and an atheist. He went looking for the foundations of our understanding of universal human rights. He made a remarkable discovery. We tend to think that many of our core cultural values go back to the Greeks, the likes of Plato and Aristotle. But in this case, they were not believers in the radical equality of all human beings. The first person to come up with anything like like it is St. Paul. In his well-known phrase, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Christ. Badiou dismisses the religious garb, but acknowledges Paul as the first to teach that all human beings are equal. And we would add, equal before God, made in God's image and likeness, equal in need and equal in grace. At the same time, the early Christians experienced a great deal of trouble when it came to having Christ believers of Jewish and Gentile backgrounds. In many ways, Paul had resolved the issue, but not all agreed It all took time. The community for which Matthew wrote was in effect a kind of sect of Judaism, which included non-Jews, that is, Gentiles, and they struggled about how much of the old Jewish practices to keep. Our gospel story today was therefore of special significance. On the surface, it appears to be a fairly normal gospel story, a woman concerned about the well-being of her daughter. It is, however, strange. Firstly, Jesus goes where he has never been, apparently without purpose except to have this chance encounter. Secondly, the disciples rather unkindly want Jesus to oblige the woman because of her annoying persistence. Thirdly, Jesus himself seems unwilling to help with the chilling phrase, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the house dogs. Dogs and Gentiles were regarded as impure. The woman's reply turns the expression around. Ah, yes, sir, but even house dogs can eat the scraps that fall from their master's table. Only then does Jesus recognise her persistent faith. While... Many think the story is historical as it stands. I tend to think not. There are too many odd features, 
especially in the earlier Markan version. Not least, the historical Jesus met very, very few non-Jews. As a result, I tend to think the story as added later, to give permission for the later inclusion of Gentiles and even for the later mission to the Gentiles by embedding an encounter in the life story of Jesus. We can see this trajectory in Matthew's Gospel itself. In the lifetime of Jesus, the ministry was confined to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. At the end of the Gospel, we hear the words, Go forth, baptize all nations. So we have here a double tradition. From Paul, the idealism of the principle of universality. There is no distinction. From early Christian tradition, the realism that putting it into practice was a genuine struggle. In our time and in our church, as we walk the synodal pathway, we too have issues of inclusivity. What about other Christians at the table of the Eucharist? What about divorced and remarried Catholics? What about the LBGTQI plus people? Not least, what about women in the church? Women are keeping the whole show on the road, and yet their voice is limited because of exclusion from ordained ministry. For the presence and role of women in the church, my own hope is we can recover the foundational teaching of St. Paul. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Christ. That would be a great outcome of the Synod. Perhaps even the Canaanite woman would be pleased. Thank you very much, everybody.